Each and every Michigander is different. We all maintain our own beliefs, ideas, and habits that may be considered weird things people from Michigan do. But there are a few traits that seem relatively universal among residents of the Great Lakes State. Stay tuned for the 11 undeniable, unwritten rules that Michiganders abide by on this week's episode of One Curl. Joining me today is Scott McKenzie, another true blue Michigander, as we talk about the 11 unwritten rules every Michigander lives by till death. Scott, welcome to One Curl. Oh, good morning. I'm excited to be here. And I'm excited to have you here. Well, sure. There's more than 11, though, but uh, we we can try to focus them down. Scott, I read an article in only in your state called the 11 unwritten rules every Michigander lives by till death. And let's start with unwritten rule number one. Never, ever trust an Ohioan. Every Michigander knows that Ohio is simply the worst state ever. I mean, we can barely stomach that bright red of Ohio State's logo. So how can we be expected to keep our cool when chatting with someone from Ohio? Sure, this rivalry is all in good fun, but it's an integral part of being a Michigander. You know, that's absolutely hilarious because there are wonderful people in Ohio, somewhere, I'm sure. (laughs) But the the real trick for us is maintaining that balance of uh, rivalry with a little bit of respect, but also with a bit of truth in it. How far it goes back to before the Beauchamp Blacker, Woody Hayes days, I think it goes all the way back to the Great War of Toledo. We basically won because uh, we got the UP and they got Toledo's. You know, there's this rivalry and it's a lot of fun, uh, but it's pretty dead serious. It is dead serious. And I have three Ohio stories. Story one. I was talking to a guy in a bar one evening and found out that he was from Ohio. When he found out I was from Michigan, he said, you know, we never say the word Michigan in Ohio. We say T-T-U-N. T-T-U-N, what does that mean? That team up north. (laughs) Story two. I am at the New Orleans airport, and I heard a group of men talking about how Harbaugh, the University of Michigan football coach, is a wimp and crybaby. And my third story is the best one. Now, I am in Athens, Greece, at the Acropolis, at the Temple of Athena, the goddess of wisdom and military victory. I'm a little emotional. I just happened to be standing close to two couples, and I overheard their conversation. They were talking about the Ohio State football game while viewing the Temple of Athena. I could not believe it. And... I have an Ohio State joke. Do you know how to get an Ohio State graduate off your porch? Pay them for the pizza. (laughs) Let's move on to unwritten rule number two. It's called pop, period. If you live here in the Great Lakes State, you're craving a fizzy beverage, you should always order pop. Not soda, Coke, or anything in between. Just pop. Any other word choice will get you plenty of strange looks from fellow diners. That's absolutely true. Growing up in Michigan, it's the pop machine. I got this conflict because I lived in North Carolina for 12 years, and I started getting the soda mindset, and so I became terribly confused until I moved back to Michigan. Then it was all set and clear. It's pop. It is pop. And I have never said soda for pop in my life. Now, I will say 
baking soda, but never yeah. use the word soda for pop. It's very interesting, I think. Down in the South, everything is a Coke. It doesn't matter what it is, but pop just lays it on the line. It's a pop, it's a fizzy soda. It's Absolutely. Unwritten rule number three, Great Lakes should always be chosen over oceans. Michiganders know that beaches are better when they are unsalted and nothing beats the stunning beauty of our Great Lakes. Oceans have plenty of perks, but the Great Lakes are beautiful, refreshing, and completely free of sharks. What's not to love? I love it. No jellyfish and no sharks. Unwritten rule number four, when a pure Michigan ad comes on, stop talking and listen. Nothing chokes up a Michigander quite like the soothing tones of a pure Michigan ad. Whether you're listening on the radio or tuning in on the TV, it's an absolute unwritten rule that you stop chatting and bask in the beauty of our state's most celebratory ads. And they are beautiful. It is absolutely spot on. They capture part of the emotion that we feel as Michiganders and the sense of pride because it shares it with the rest of the world. There is something truly spectacular about those ads that hit to the core and the punch in the heart. And having Tim Allen be the narrator also helps. He's a fellow Bronco, too. Thank you for bringing that up. I forgot about that. Oh, I love unwritten rule number five. Continue rooting for the Lions no matter how hopeless it feels. We just can't quit the Lions no matter how many times Detroit's NFL team lets us down. We Michiganders continue to attend their games, spend our Sundays watching them, and hope that quote, this is the year, end quote. Yeah, every year is a building year. The Lions remind me of the Lucy and Charlie Brown and the football thing. You know, this is the year. I'm going to kick this ball. And she pulls it away at the last second. I do need to go to a Lions game just so they know I'm supporting them. Unwritten rule number six. If someone asks you where you're from, show them your hand. What's a map? People from Michigan might as well be required by law to point out our hometowns on their hands. That's how often it's done in the great state. Then again, why shouldn't we? With built-in maps right on our body, this one is a no-brainer. And I love showing people my hand. It's tricky to do the UP, though. you got to fold in your pinky, and you put it over the top there, and the thumb is, of course, the key went off. So that works out pretty good. But then how do you point? <laughs> I like to say, I know my state like the back of my hand, which is the truth. <laughs> Unwritten rule number seven, when you are feeling sick, reach for a Verner's first. When a Michigander has a stomach ache, the cure is obvious. Grab a bottle of Verner's and take a few sips. This tasty ginger ale seems to cure maladies of all sorts, and it's impossible to switch back to real medicine once Verner's has been added to the realm of possibilities. And just a little historical note, Verner's was first served in 1866 by James Verner, a Detroit pharmacist. It used to be called Verner's, but the company dropped the apostrophe S in the 1950s, although I still call it Verners. I didn't know they dropped the S. I didn't either. Everyone calls it Verners. About Verners, though, I mean, that is absolutely true. As a child, if I had a stomach ache or if I was feeling sick, my mom would give me a Verners. You know, we always had a bottle in the back, glass bottles in the refrigerator for special occasions with that. And then when you add it with the ice cream, you get the Boston Cooler. So that's a very special dessert drink. Ooh, 
I didn't know that Verner's and Ice Cream was called a Boston Cooler. That's neat. I don't neat. know why they call it that, because it's got nothing to do with Boston. You know what I do? When I am on an airplane and they go around and they ask you what you would like to drink, I always say, I would like a Verner's. And then they look at me. And then I say, oh, I'm sorry. I want some ginger ale. Right, right. Yeah, same here. Unwritten rule number eight. There's no such thing as too much beach time. Our beaches are magnificent, and we could easily spend all day lounging along the waterfront. When summertime rolls around, there are a few places a Michigander would rather be than the beach, and don't ever tell us that we have overstayed our welcome. There are some absolutely marvelous beaches in this great state. I don't know if you've ever been to Fisherman's Island. It's one of the best state parks in the state, and it's one of the most secluded, like five miles of beautiful, pristine beach, little island out there, and it's uh, just south of Charlevoix on the bay there. It's absolutely gorgeous, and you feel like you are early French explorer, and nobody else has ever been there. Wow. I had never heard of that. Thank you. Don't go telling everybody, though. I'll try not to. <laughs> <laughs> Unwritten rule number nine, and this one's interesting because I did not realize that we do this, and then I realized we do it. Regardless of whether it's necessary, add an S to the end of store names. Myers, Kroger's, the list continues. Daylight savings time. Whether or not it's grammatically correct, many Michiganders have the habit of adding an S to the end of various business names. When you live in Michigan, it's just something you do. I do that. But part of its history, though, because Myers, Meyer now, but it used to be Myers Thrifty Acres. So it was a possessive thing. So we grew up with the history of the original name, and then they go and change it on us. You know, Michiganders are hardcore traditionalists. We like things set in stone, and then don't go messing with it. And I did not realize we did this until I was in Florida on vacation. I was taking ballroom dance lessons, and my dance instructor was originally from Michigan. And so he said, you know, Michiganders, we say things like Myers and Kroger's. I said, we do? And he pointed that out to me. And I thought, I guess we do. And then it just dawned on me that it's not daylight savings time. It's daylight saving time. But well, I still love it. basically say it the way it's supposed to be. Absolutely. And you know what we also do? This just tickles me because when you're talking to people who do not live in Michigan, you'll say, well, you know the UP. And they'll look at me and I will say, oh, I mean the Upper Peninsula. Or we say Upers, people right. who live in the UP. And we say Trolls, people who yeah. live below the Mackinac Bridge. And we say up north a lot, which is anywhere Cadillac North. And we say downstate, anywhere south of Cadillac. But here is, I'm going to say this, and this is the definitive pronunciation of the word Mackinac. Even though it can be spelt M-A-C-K-I-N-A-C or M-A-C-K-I-N-A-W, this is how the story goes. The first European to have seen Mackinac Island was Jean Nicolet, a French-Canadian during his exploration. The French spelled it M-A-C-K-I-N-A-C, but pronounced it Mackinac. The British heard it pronounced Mackinac, and so they spelled it with an A-W. The word is pronounced Mackinac no matter if it 
ends with an AC or an AW, and it means great connection to land or place. Now, the Mackinac Bridge is AC. Mackinac Island is AC. Mackinac City is AW. Well, part and also the county. Unwritten rule number 10, never, ever depend on the accuracy of a Michigan weather report. 90 degrees at the end of September, snow in May, balmy weather in the middle of January, followed by six inches of snow. Here in Michigan, Mother Nature seems to be very unpredictable, and that means it's unwise to completely trust a forecast. When you live in the Great Lakes state, you learn to dress in layers. I don't know anywhere else in the world that you can get all four seasons in one day. You're absolutely right. We go through the entire winter season here in northern Michigan, and we'll get a balmy day. You know, maybe it might get up to 40 degrees, and you see people in shorts. It's hilarious. Shorts and short sleeve shirts walking around like it's a, a Florida summer day. Well, we're tough in Michigan. For some reason, 40 degrees in Michigan feels warmer than 40 degrees other places. I don't know why. We've grown accustomed to sub-zero weather in the, in the winter and then it just feels so wonderfully balmy and warm and celebratory and you got that cabin fever and you're ready to get out and, and uh, have a faux spring. You're absolutely right. And unwritten rule number 11, when the going gets tough, the tough head up north. When life gets stressful, few experiences are more relaxing for a Michigan resident than journeying up north. Of course, up north, takes on a different meaning for each and every Michigander. But everybody's up north has a few of the same traits, relaxation, natural beauty, and plenty of family togetherness. What's not to love? Well, here's the tricky thing about up north. It all depends on where you live, because if you're living up north here in Charlevoix County, up north is the UP to you. But if you're down in Detroit, anything north of Clare is up north. Or actually going to Clarkston from Detroit is up north. It's a matter of perspective, but you're absolutely right. Just that nostalgic feeling of going up north. It just creates that warm, family, loving, friendly feeling of getting away from it all. And those are the 11 unwritten rules that every Michigander lives by till death. But... I hear that you might have a few more unwritten rules. Well, I was going to rattle off a couple for you. I don't know where else s'mores are part of the culture. They sit around the campfire and cook the, they get the graham crackers and the Hershey chocolate bar and the toasted a marshmallow golden brown all the way around. You slap it together and make this delicious sandwich. It's part of a tradition around campfires. And then you get the, so we call it campfire cologne. You know, that's, the, that's you're sitting around the campfire and you get the smoky scent all over you and you go in and it's in your clothes and everything you know, for the next few days. You, you just get that warm, fuzzy feeling that you, you had that unique, wonderful experience. The other thing is where else in the world can you travel from hell to paradise or back? Have you ever been to hell, Sherry? Oh, I have been to hell and I've been to paradise. And I have to tell you, Hell was a lot more fun. There are all kinds of cool, historic, and unique places to stop on your way if you're going to do that travel. My girlfriend and I went for a day in hell. Actually, we were the mayors of hell for the day. Wow. Oh, yeah. We're big time. You're talking to a big time person. here. <laughs> I love the photograph you see every once in a while when there's a big giant ice storm or 
big snowstorm and they you see the sign off the highway of hell michigan and it's got icicles hanging off of it so it's it's the day hell froze over yes i love that too you know deer season uh, in michigan if you're planning a construction or a building job or anything how home improvement wise or business wise you don't book it during the week of deer season every guy and gal that's a an avid hunter has taken that week off. It's like a national holiday up here. It is. And, you know, I think the best thing about Michigan is how nice everyone is. Don't you find that people are just authentically nice in Michigan? You're absolutely right, because I think one of the things that's different in my travels around the world is true eye contact, acknowledgement, you're driving down the highway or a side road and people wave. They say hello to you. It's not like you're in the big city where you don't make eye contact. Everybody has a warm social demeanor about them. It might be a Midwest thing, but I think it really is focused on Michigan character and personality. I think we're really lucky to live in Michigan. And Scott, thank you so much for joining me with the 11 unwritten rules that every Michigander lives by. Well, this is fun. Let's do it again and come up with the unwritten rules. That's what these were. <laughs> oh, that's what they were. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on One Curl. Great. Thanks a lot. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. I owe enormous thanks to Scott McKenzie, a true Michigander, for being on the show today and making it so much fun. I want to thank you, my listeners, for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to write a comment, my email address is curlschangetheworld at gmail.com. Again, curlschangetheworld at gmail.com. You can listen to my podcast on the following apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Plus, follow me on Facebook and Instagram. The song for this week is Saginaw, Michigan, written by Bill Anderson and Don Wayne and sung by Lefty Frizzell. The song was Lefty's sixth and final number one song on the U.S. country chart. Listeners, you are here to give the gift of you. Always believe something wonderful is about to happen and continue to join me as I explore wherever I am, one curl at a time. Saginaw, Michigan I grew up in a house in Saginaw Bay My dad was a poor, hard-working Saginaw fisherman Too many times he came home with too little pay I love the girl in Saginaw, Michigan the daughter of a wealthy, wealthy man But he called me that son of a Saginaw fisherman And not good enough to claim his daughter's hand Now I'm up here in Alaska looking around for gold like a crazy fool, I'm a digging in this frozen grounds of cold. But with each new day, I pray I'll strike it rich and then I'll go back home and claim my love to Saginaw, Michigan. I wrote my love 
in Saginaw, Michigan. I said, honey, I'm coming home, please wait for me. And you can tell your dad, I'm coming back a richer man. I hit the biggest rack in Klondike history. Her dad met me, her dad met me in Saginaw, Michigan. He gave me a great big party with champagne. Then he said, son, you wise, young, ambitious man. Will you sell your father in a lawyer Klondike claim? Now he's up there in Alaska, digging in the cold, cold ground. The greedy fool is looking for the gold I've never found. It serves him right, and no one here is missing him. Least of all the newlyweds of Saginaw, Michigan, were the happiest man and wife in Saginaw, Michigan. He's ashamed.